celebrating classics and creating new ones. Only on the Music Vibes Podcast. Now, here's your host, DC Hendrix. Hey, Matt Wake, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing. How are you? I am doing great. It feels like an eternity since I talked to you. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm pretty good. <laughs> you? I'm doing real good. I'm doing even better since I get to catch up with you. Anything new in your world? I know you've been grinding. You've been working hard like usual. Anything new in Matt's world? You know, mainly just, you know, grinding. I'm lucky to have this staff job here in Ah. Alabama, you know, here in Alabama, you know, with AL.com. It's a pretty uh, kind of a regional outlet that has a lot of reach. And a lot of people are touring and a lot of people are, uh, doing press these days. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. As you mentioned, you know, a lot of people are doing interviews and getting out there, but nobody's working harder than you right now. I mean, you're working AL.com, you're in Spin, I think you're in uh, Rolling Stone, Billboard, Guitar World. I mean, what what don't you do, Matt? Where, where, where can we not? I think that'd be easier. I think that'd be an easier question to have answered. I mean, where can we not? find your work you know you know i i need to get in maybe some more uh um what's the cat publication i can't remember uh, uh maybe maybe i can write about cats or something or uh or, or gardening i don't know there you go there you go as long as you find your niche matt i fully support you 100 percent um, but obviously today we need your rock expertise as i know you're my go-to guy when it comes to talking rock band so i gave you a little bit of a homework assignment um we're, yeah. g- we're gonna have some fun today so we're gonna have zach schoenfeld um of spin he's gonna be joining us in a little bit as well and we're gonna talk about some of um the best rock bands of today and some of them might be old some of them are brand new um it's kind of a mixture with him because he wrote in spin i guess it was the best rock bands right now and he helped write yeah. that um back in 2020 so um our conversations i guess a little bit different um as first of all you like greta van fleet zach doesn't um, so, so, so we'll start there. That That's my, that's the whole reason that sparked this podcast for me, Matt, is I got to see Greta Van Fleet in concert. Finally, I've already was a fan of their music. It took me a little bit to get warmed up to them. As we talked about in the past, you know, they definitely sound a lot like Led Zeppelin and a lot of rock bands from that era. Um, but I think in my personal opinion, have found their own and have, uh, I guess kind of originated their own personal sound, especially with the latest album. That's what sparked this podcast. Top of my list, full disclosure, I got Greta Van Fleet. But let's start with them. Matt, has your opinion changed on them? I know you like them. Well, how do you feel about Greta Van Fleet? Oh, man, uh, I think they're a really good young band. And, you know, they're still like in their early to mid-20s. And, uh, you know, with each album, they've uh, kind of found a little more of their slice of that sort of uh, heroic riff rock sort of sort of rock like rush the first rush album sounds like led zeppelin they really really like led zeppelin too and mm-hmm. you know and we all know what rush went on to do become one of the greatest rock bands ever um but uh yeah so and also you know man like uh i i, I think it's great i think they're good players i think they're good singers i think they're good performers and something that anybody that's ever worked with them or interviewed them will tell you is they're nice guys too which you know um and, but on the other hand dc you know i get it if people don't want to you know if they just can't get over the led zeppelin thing mm-hmm. uh you know i get it but you know i would say to that 
you know, Nirvana sounded, Kurt Cobain, you know, sounds exactly like, or a whole lot like Paul Westerberg from The Replacements. Mm. Mm. A whole lot. Nirvana is basically Replacements meets the Pixies. But mm. that's sort of like the golden rule that a lot of people have with having heavily influenced, uh, obvious influences. If you're going to be really overt with it is to draw from at least two sources. And I think people kind of let you get away with it a little more. Um, mm -hmm. Sort of an ex uh, exception to that was the early Black Crows that people wrote off as like uh, a ripoff of the Rolling Stones and Faces. You mm -hmm. know, that's two bands, but you know, um, my my whole thing is I think when uh and you know, again, it's like I like Neil Young, but if some people can't get into it because of his voice, I mm -hmm. get it. Mm -hmm. I don't I'm not gonna be like mad, like, why don't you like Neil Young? <laughs> like I I don't get mad at people who don't like Greta Van Fleet. But <laughs> I do think um you know, there's some lemming mentality on that too. I think, you know, uh there are certain media outlets that I think I don't think Spin's one of them, but um, mm -hmm. I think maybe, you know, people make up their minds just because that filter says things suck, whereas, like, mm -hmm. the thing I love about a Greta Van Fleet show or the band, or fans of the band, actually, is no one is their fan or going to those shows to, like, be cool or be hip, because mm -hmm. it is not cool or hip, mm -hmm. you know? But they like the music, and I think that's great. And, you know... Um, so, you know, I, uh, I, I think they, they probably have a really classic album coming in the next one or two. What did you really like about the show? Why did that show kind of impress you? It was just, okay, so be, to be quite honest with you, so I've seen a lot of rock bands live, all right? I mean, yeah, I'm sure yeah, we yeah. both have. But for me, Greta was just, they were another level with the lighting and... Yeah they're rock stars. I mean, I just, I see them on stage compared to a lot of other groups I've seen bands I've seen. And like, you see them and you just get that. You're, you're kind of starstruck. These guys are rock stars. These guys got it. Um, the guitar is absolutely phenomenal. Very underrated. The drummer. I mean, everyone, it's almost like everyone is like their individual self and they all have their own time to shine. If that makes any sense. So like the drum solo, is absolutely phenomenal. The guitar solos, the bass solo, and then obviously the vocals. I mean, they all have their own time to shine. And I, that's what I love. And I feel like you don't get a whole lot in bands where, you know, maybe the guitar is overpowering the vocals or the vocals are overpowering the guitar. It's never like a collective unit where everything flows smoothly. And it could be because they're related. Um, that could obviously help it a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, for me, it was just another level. It was like Rock Band 2.0. This is, I was just blown away, Matt. Yeah, they can play and they can all sing real well. And also, I think uh, another thing that kind of, like if they dressed when they came out like the early Black Keys, like just two dudes in like jeans and like, <laughs> you know, regular shirts and like Converse, you know, uh, Chucks. But, you know, there's the cosplay kind of factor, too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, to be fair, I mean, think of a, a legend like Aerosmith. There was a time in the 70s where Joe Perry was like, it was like totally cosplay Keith Richards. He, I mean, it was obvious he was totally jocking his style. But he, had, he was, you know, obviously Aerosmith is kind of like halfway between the Stones and Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. And they did their own thing with it. I think... You know, and another thing, you know, the age of Greta Van Fleet, like, I think they, that, for those early songs, they all did, like, when they were in their, wrote when they were, like, in their teen, and probably recorded, mm -hmm. like, in their... Even before that. Teen, teens and early 20s at the earliest. So a lot of it, I mean, think back to, like, most, ba what most bands of teenagers and early 20s something sound like. Mm -hmm. It's usually not that accomplished sounding. And um, I would also say that maybe uh, the maybe not that original, but, you know, uh, I also think that, you know, um, you know, uh, I think Greta Van Fleet sort of came out at the wrong time, too. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on in the world. And mm -hmm. I, I think maybe the world wasn't ready 
a time when everyone was upset at everything. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think that was totally the wrong time for them. And, um, but, uh, you know, uh, and, but it's interesting with them too, cause they obviously do not give a F about <laughs> they don't. the lots of things. Like if you watch there, they have like a video on YouTube of like a concert they've officially released, not this tour, but the last one. And they use the like song remains the same film video effect where there's like four images mm-hmm. of the kind of like, um, whatever, uh, kaleidoscopic kind of, uh, and it's like, they lean into it. The guitar player has like a suit that looks kind of like a Jimmy page suit. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, they, they're like, Hey, this is how we want to dress. This is how, you know, we want to, the music we want to play. I, I would rather than do that. Mm-hmm. There, and you see joy in them too. Like, uh, I would, re- to me, it would be more calculated, for these guys to like play really angular indie music or to like go make, uh, you know, the money's not in rock. It's mm-hmm. in, you know, uh, hip hop, pop and R and B, you know, if they were calculating bastards, like <laughs> they, would show, <laughs> they, but you know, this is the music they want to make. But, exactly. Yeah. So the homework I gave you was to come up with the yeah. top five. Um, so okay. I'm assuming Greta is in your five. Yeah, 100%. Okay, I assume uh, so. Another one after that is uh, Dirty Honey from Los Angeles. opening for the crows have you seen them live i have not seen them live but they are on my list as well yeah check them out when you do they're out with uh wolfgang van halen's band mammoth right now but um yeah so very kind of a mix of acdc early uh gnr early black crows and uh you know uh this uh, the singers got a great rock scream voice the guitar player is in that page slash Joe Perry, mm. less less Paul kind of slinger mode. Um, they have good, concise songs. Uh, you know, um, another one I like. So that's two. Mm-hmm. I love this band called Sheer Mag. Uh, they've got a female 
badass female lead singer, and they're kind of like... Uh, there we go. I mean, where would rock and roll be without all the great women? But, That's great. Uh, have a really original, to my ear, mix mm-hmm. of classic rock and punk rock. So they write songs that sound like they're like hits from an alternative universe, like from the 70s or 80s, but it's, uh, you know, you'll hear a little bit of this in there. You, you'll hear some metal in there, um, but uh, they have a, a song called uh, Fan the Flames, I think, um, is an early uh, Sheer Mag song that people, I mean, it sounds like everybody, it's one of those songs you play for, for someone and everybody likes it. Fan the Flames. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a uh, an album I would tell people to start with, with them is their 2017 album, Need to Feel Your Love. Uh, okay. Really excellent. A lot of catchy, but yet rock. Um, and anthemic, but gutsy and gritty. Um, and they do love songs really well. Um, like kind of ballads in kind of a cool way that doesn't seem played out. Uh, so that's three, Dirty Honey, Greta Van Fleet, Sheer Mag. Um, another one I really like um, is this, speaking of the ladies, this all-female rock band called Plush. singer has you know uh mariah uh she has some kind of ann wilson level pipes Mm. and you know they're a little more modern rock sounding um but they're all all four really good players um uh they have chemistry they have some good songs and they have a self-titled album that uh was one of my favorite rock releases last year so Mm. Number five. There's a lot of, you know, I can feel the. It's uh, tough. Yeah, top five. One more. You know, I, I would probably say one I'm really into right now is this band called Crown Lands. It's a duo. It's a duo from uh, Canada, and uh, they have kind of a Rush meets White Stripes thing going on. Uh, and uh, they have a live album that I think is the live album you want to start with, uh, with Crown Lands, excuse me, is Odyssey Volume 1 that uh, came out last year. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, they, uh, you know, they sound, you know, they have kind of a rush thing going on. But, you know, also, uh, you know, they're, they're finding their own sort of textures in that. And Rapid Fire, not talking about these bands, but I will tell you others I like, mm-hmm. a band called Station, uh, kind of 80s uh, radio rock sounding classless act from mm-hmm. Los Angeles, kind of uh, the, the guy, Derek Frontman, has kind of a Mark Bowen thing going on. <laughs> um, it, this band called White Reaper, that is a little more uh, new wavy. Uh, a band called Silver Synthetic, which is a little more sort of uh, psych, jangle, 60s sounding. And here in uh, my home state of Alabama, these young cats, 53 judges, that they hurl uh, some kind of uh, a mix of kind of like SDP and Allison Change. The, the singer uh, uh, looks is the spitting image of a pre-fame Axl Rose. And he's how like... He can howl like Wyland and Lane Staley. So, uh, and they, uh, they are a rock band that uh, really brings it live. So that, that's that's my homework. I, I hope uh, you know to at least get a, a passing grade, um, but we'll see. Oh come on, Matt! Your official grade. <laughs> I, I've been grading. I've been grading you while you've been talking. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so the fact that I've gotten three of the bands that you said written down as my homework should give nice. you should give you your score. So Sheer Mag, you when you give me homework as a guest on my show, you know you've done your job. Thank you so much, Matt. You get a you get an absolute A plus with extra credit. Absolutely fantastic. Great stuff. So I'm really glad that you mentioned Dirty Honey. Um, they're on my honorable mention list. I wanted to have them in my five, but I couldn't I couldn't do it. Um I have a playlist where I, it was funny. Um I actually named it after Greta Van Fleet. Um uh, my playlist is called Highway Tune, and it's pretty much a playlist of like all the like I guess new rock bands that I'm enjoying. And I do have one of the first songs I added was Dirty Honey When I'm Gone. Yeah. Um, that is whoo. That's some good stuff right there. So I have some bands that I have a feeling that you probably haven't heard of. And I'm sure Zach hasn't either. So I'm hoping you know some of them. But the fact that you started with Dirty Honey makes me feel a little bit better, Matt. So so I'm going to start with Black Pistol Fire. I'm starting there. So I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, This is like an alternative rock band that has... I have no other way to put it other than just straight rock to you. I mean, it's it's a they're kind of like Greta where they kind of have that, um, you know, 80 more like 80s, though. I feel more of like a Guns N' Roses vibe from them. Black Pistol Fire uh, mixed with a little bit of the alternative in the 90s. It's kind of a mixture of that. I got to highlight the lead guitarist, lead vocalist, Kevin McGowan. Um, He is fantastic. Definitely shines the new album. Look alive. Be sure to check it out if you haven't already. It debuted at number two, by the way on the alternative albums chart in the U.S. So be sure to check it out. So they're charting well. Not a whole lot of people know them yet. So I think they're still early on in their stages of, you know, um, wowing people. But on the new album, some great uh, producers and engineers where they teamed up with uh, the engineer and producer that worked with Gary Clark Jr. and Government Mule, Warren Haynes. Um, And the, the person that mixed the album, Vance Powell, worked with the White Stripes and Chris Stapleton. So big mixture right there. I mean, Chris Stapleton, country singer. Um, so all over the place, all kind of different vibes on the new album. So I had to start with Black Pistol Fire. I mean, kind of like they, they kind of touch on Southern rock, blues, and kind of that grunge, the garage punk grunge sound. They kind of tackle all of those within their music. So um, be sure to check them out if you haven't. Black Pistol Fire. I've read the name before, but I haven't listened to them. I've got them uh, on my to-do list. There we go. For the, the wreck. There we go. That's where we start. So we're giving each other homework. That's what, We usually do that on here, don't we, when you're a guest? Don't we do that? Yeah, man. It's like a hang, you know? It's like <laughs> a, a, a hang. I love it. I love it. If we if we were, man, we'd be trouble if we lived in the same town. You know that, right? Oh, man. That's kind <laughs> of trouble, right? Bro? That's right. So the next band I got, number three, I got the Blue Stones. Broken arrow 
But time slows and my vision narrows I'm out of money, I'm out of time Sing your hearts out, sing it loud Make me happy, make me proud Black holes, solid ground Black holes, solid ground A thousand voices They're a little bit bigger, a little bit more known. They got about 700,000 monthly listeners on uh, streaming services. But uh, Tarek Jafar is the lead vocalist and guitarist. And Justin Tessier is the drummer and backing vocals. So only a two-guy band here. Um, but I became a huge fan of this band. Um, the drew the attention of producer Paul Meany, the creative force behind the alternative band Moot Math. Um, and also, you know, who he worked with the 21 Pilots. So kind of that same sound, I guess, 21 Pilots, but a little bit rockier. Their album Black Holes is absolutely crazy. Um, the song, uh, obviously, Black Holes, the self-titled song, Solid Ground, check it out. Uh, Be My Fire is a great song from that album, and Rolling With The Punches. So those are three songs from the album. The Blue Stones, check them out. Their album Black Holes is the place to start. I got to tell you about The Cold Stairs. You know about them? I've got a friend who really likes them, and I've liked what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, that's some good stuff right there. Another one of the, I guess, more of like that southern sound. I think they're even from down south. I think Nashville is where they're from, but love them, love them, love them. I've heard some of their songs. I think they've been on like ESPN. They've been heard on TV shows on TNT, the show Animal Kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. They've been their songs been heard on the NFL. I think it was the album Heavy Shoes that just came out last year. Um, so I had heard. A couple of songs before then, there's a song called Anyway the Wind Blows. I heard that one first. So that was a song from their 2019 album, Ways. But their 2021 album that just came out last year, and I I believe it came out around my birthday, um, summer, August of 2021, Heavy Shoes came out. So be sure to start there if you listen to The Cold Stairs, and it's S-T-A-R-E-S. Um, start, start with the album in 2021, Heavy Shoes. Some great songs. In the Nighttime is my personal favorite one. Hard times and it's a game. Southern rock vibes here, um, and kind of that old school Southern rock sound. You know, taking it back to like Leonard Skinner. Those are my five. I got Greta, Black, Black Pistol Fire, The Blue Stones, The Cold Stairs, and Dirty Honey. But by honorable mentions, so this is an artist that I want more rock from. I want more of that because when I heard this guy first, it was his cover of the Beatles hit "Come Together." Come on, back top, he come, groove and slow it, 
I've wanted more rock ever since then. He's kind of ventured off a little bit. Gary Clark Jr., I want more rock from you. I've been fans of a few songs here and there, but I still have yet to get that album where I was like, yes, this is what he can do. So I put him on my honorable mentions. Wasn't enough to make my list, but Gary Clark Jr. The next band I have is called The Parlor Mob. What about the Quaker City Nighthawks? <laughs> no, but uh, the name is uh, a mouthful, I think. <laughs> Quaker City Nighthawks. Yes. So, all right. So um, these are real bands too. I swear I'm not making them up. I promise you (laughs) these are not made up bands. So if you listen back, check these bands out. All right. I got two more for you. Two more. I got the record company. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. They're they're. I like them. Not too bad. So the last band, last band I got on my honorable mention, Goodbye June. Yes. I've heard them in passing, read the name. Let's go. I love it. That's so those are my honorable mentions. Love talking rock with you, Matt. Um, so all in all, you know, the state of rock today, before I bring on Zach and kind of have yeah. almost a different conversation, because he, um, first of all, isn't a fan of Greta. So I kind of want to dig into why he's not a friend of Greta. So it's almost a completely different conversation. Plus, his article focused more on, you know, some bands that were from back in the day and are also making returns to the music industry. So it's going to be a little bit of a different convo. But right now, in terms of the modern rock of the modern rock bands, where do you think the state of rock is right now? And I know you cover a lot of it. I'm a fan of it. I still think there's a lot of great rock out there. I just think people need to have an open mind and not judge people off the first sound. And also, you know, understand, you know, it's music has been out for a long time. So people are going to sound similar to other people. That's just part of music. It's like it's the same thing with sports. It's like, all right, well, Curry is a great Stephen Curry is a great player, but he looks a lot like Reggie Miller at times. You know, it's like, you know, LeBron James is a great player, but he's a lot like Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. It's like, you know, people can have their own niche and not be exactly like someone else. And I feel like in music, we just kind of discredit people that work really hard on their craft and their music and just discredit them and just say, oh, they're just a copycat. Um, So from you, Matt, where do you stand with today's era of rock music? Uh, well, I, real quick, I want to say that I enjoyed Zach's piece and on uh, the, uh, you know, the the best rock artists going, both uh, sort of veterans and new ones, and um, and I will totally say, you know, people who don't like Greta Van Fleet, that's totally cool. There are some big bands mm-hmm. like I don't get, I don't necessarily get Springsteen or Jody Mitchell. Like mm-hmm. I understand why they're considered uh, highly and why mm-hmm. people like them, but I don't like them so um but not, not even I a little I, bit of not even a little bit of dancing in the dark i mean i won't like an <laughs> elbow changing the channel but there's a couple i can listen to but in general it's just i don't connect with it but um uh anyway uh state of rock i think it's in a kind of a cool place in that it has kind of this outsider's thing it's not big business anymore like the 70s and 80s and to a certain extent the 90s uh well yeah definitely the 90s it's not big business anymore so people who are doing rock like rock not like indie but mm-hmm. i mean rock um they're in it because they love this music mm-hmm. so i think you know that's a good thing and i've liked the outsider edge a little bit i think but um uh i think you know an interesting place will be where in you know after sort of the 80s bands retire or pass away you know there's only like a couple of you know kind of huge rock bands from that era because a lot of them you know the singers died you know mm-hmm. uh, whether it's stp nirvana mm-hmm. um you know Al- soundgarden allison Ch- blind money uh allison chains is still around but they're never going to be as big as they would have been if Lang was still around. Still good, but mm-hmm. um, what I'm saying is, in, when those '80s bands retire, there's you know there's like Pearl Jam. They're still a huge draw arena act. Like mm-hmm. uh, Foo Fighters, end of the '90s. I guess you can count them as '90s, but yeah, I count them as '90s. But uh, th- there's not much of that. And, and then you think how many '80s and '70s and '60s bands were, you know big huge draws and live is the way people in music that aren't in the one percent pop star kind of thing make their money so i think that will you know 
it, it, the people that will be in it will be the ones that really love it and not that are just doing it to get rich or, mm-hmm. you know, get, get chicks or free booze or those kind of cliches like, you know, people used to say they got into rock. I, I think it's in a good place mm-hmm. and I think, but it's changing. It's like, um, uh, I would say the best outlet to, uh, you know, find out about kind of, you know, real rock and roll these days is often this outlet called, you know, it's not the coolest name in the world, but it's ultimate classic rock. Um, Mm -hmm. they, they, they cover rock the best right now. Uh, that and like the guitar magazines, it's like Mm -hmm. the tradition, you know, the traditional outlets are kind of, have kind of moved away from, you know, they still do a good job and lots of talented people, but Mm -hmm. they're just not covering rock as much spin to a lesser degree. But, um, uh, they, they still do that, but, um, some of the other traditional outlets maybe, uh, have moved away. So I think people need to, uh, uh you know, just things change where, where you find out about rock, mm-hmm. it, it, whether it's your favorite bands or your next favorite band mm-hmm. is probably different than it was, is probably going to be different than it was. 10 years ago or 20 or 30. And I think, you know, I think there are going to be, you know, there's a lot, the, the bands that you named, you know, there's, I think, uh, you know, like Black Pistol Fire and the Cold Stairs and Blue Stones. Mm-hmm. I think there's kind of this bubbling up of bands at that level. And, you know, I think, uh, I think all of those bands will keep working on their craft and write, mm-hmm. you know, some songs. It's all about songs, man. Mm-hmm. Songs, singer charisma and you know having some oomph to mm. your music and i think you know I, and, and i think maybe something people don't talk about rock as much like people the sure people still do people still drink and do you know uh, not so much heavy drugs anymore but mm-hmm. so that edge and danger that fueled a lot of great rock like i mean Appetite for Destruction couldn't have made by mm-hmm. been made by five teetotalers, okay, mm-hmm. or people who are getting up and doing yoga and like <laughs> vegan. You know what I mean? Like those dudes ran hard, played hard, lived hard, yeah. And you know, and it was real. The music that described that. So I think, you know, what'll have to be is people, uh, you know, uh, will have the rock songs. You know, will have to you know, find ways to connect with people besides let's party. I right. think as much now, I now, think now everybody's smoking weed and eating vegan burgers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less, less, uh, speed balls and, uh, strippers. These days, I think. <laughs> that was a good point, Matt. Still a lot of great bands out there. That's pretty much the point I wanted to make today. And that's why I had, um, you come up with the list and give you some homework and that's why I want to talk about it with Zach. There's still some great music out there. But before I let you go, Matt, and before we bring yeah. on Zach, I want you to promote anything that you're allowed to promote coming up. I know you've been working hard, so I want to reward you with some views, hopefully. <laughs> cool. I've got an interview coming out uh, coming up soon with Ann Wilson from Heart, who Ooh. just recorded a solo album here in uh, Muscle Shoals in Alabama. So um, uh, one of my favorite and to me, one of the best rock singers to ever do it. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, it, that's kind of like, uh, an exciting thing, uh, for me. But, um, uh, I guess another thing I would add is like, before I let you roll uh, or let me, me roll or whatever, but, um, <laughs> I think, you know, a lot of the early rap groups had a real rock vibe. You're telling me that public enemy and run DMC mm-hmm. didn't have a, a rock badass rock band vibe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, I think, you know, I think we might see some of the, maybe some kids who, you know, get their badass vibe from like PE or, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, I think it might come in a slightly different form, but, you know, uh, I think, you know, there's a reason the blues based uh, kind of route has ran so long. It's like, because the feeling in that kind of music, it's, uh, people relate to it. It resonates. And that's what, it, you know, connecting is what good music does. But uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, 
learning about my next favorite band. That's the great thing about rock. It's, mm-hmm. it's it, it keeps rolling, right? It keeps rolling. What a way to translate there. Matt, Matt Wake joining us here from AL.com and of course freelances for all different kind of publications, including Rolling Stone, Billboard, and Spin. Matt, thank you so much for coming on once again. And uh, we'll have to do this again. I mean, we could do this each and every week, I swear. We might have to consider getting you on the payroll and making you a co-host. Great stuff. Thanks for having me, DC. Uh, glad things are going well for you. Great chat, my friend. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. Take care, okay? Okay, thanks. Best Modern Rock Bands. Now, doing a little research and discovering for this podcast, I found this article. I actually found two. So I found the best rock bands right now in 2021 and 2020 so i'm assuming spin does this year round to kind of recap who the best bands are out so the one i've seen first was actually the 2020 version zach schoenfeld of spin he had a couple of reviews in there and he talked about a couple of bands in the article so zach first of all thank you so much for coming on today yeah thank you for having me you know you're assigned this article and you know your first thoughts when spin came to you and said all right we're going to talk about the best rock bands right now what were your first initial thoughts you know approaching that article um, I wrote, a, I wrote several blurbs for the article. Um, w- one of the, I mean, I wrote a blurb about the band Big Thief. I wrote a blurb about the band Pup. Those mm-hmm. were two of the first bands that immediately popped into my mind in terms of who are the most, who are the most, you know, crucial and significant rock bands to have emerged over the past five to 10 years. Yeah. And I just wanted to recap a couple of bands that you wrote about. So I got to start here. So Mm-hmm. The, the topic that we're having today is, I guess, a little bit different than what you guys wrote about. So you guys were talking about just the best rock bands in general right now. So that could include some new bands and some old bands. Now, one of the bands that you wrote about definitely is not a new band. Um, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. You already know who I was talking about. So I guess, you know, kind of talk about that and why you chose them as one of your bands for, uh, I guess, going back to 2020. That's, st- you know, still... A lot of that music's still new to a lot of people. So what what did Pearl Jam do around that time that just wowed you so much to include them? Well, I've, I've been a fan of Pearl Jam since I was maybe eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're not a new band. They've been around <laughs> for many, many decades. Um, at, the, at the time this list was published, which was in the summer of 2020, mm-hmm. um, Pearl Jam had just released their first album in seven years, which is called Gigaton. Mm-hmm. Um that that album was very much a comeback album for Pearl Jam. I would argue that it was their best album in about 20 years, mm-hmm. um, probably since Benaral. Um, it, it's a it's a good album. Um, you know, Pearl, Pearl Jam had been, they've always been a great live band, but their powers as a studio band, I think, had been diminishing mm-hmm. over the past couple decades. So it was hardening to see that they were still capable of making a really strong studio album. Um, unfortunately, the, the timing was unfortunate because that album came out um, in March 2020, like right at the exact moment that live music as we knew it um, shut down for more than a year. So they had to mm. cancel their their long awaited um, tour. So someone that I chose, you know, is definitely a band. So I wanted to start here. And obviously, either you really love this band or you really hate this band. There's never any in between with this band. So I chose the, and the reason that kind of sparked this discussion for me today so last week, I got to check out Greta Van Fleet in concert and got to see for myself, you know, what was the hype all about? You know, is this Led Zeppelin 2.0? Are they mm-hmm. just are they just a cover band or are they the real deal? And I was actually blown away. You know, I, I've got to see Robert Plant in concert and obviously not the same as he used to be. I mean, you get a little bit older, the show's a little bit different, but Greta Van Fleet, I don't know if you're a fan. And that's kind of where I wanted to start here for my list is. I got Greta Van Fleet number one on my list right now. I am just blown away, not only by their live performances, but I've already I was already a fan of the albums. I mean, they uh-huh. do they do sound a lot like Led Zeppelin, not gonna lie to you. Um, but I'm I'm a fan of Greta Van Fleet, and that's what sparked this whole conversation. Where do you stand with Greta? I have to be honest, I'm not a fan. Ah. Um, and my my problem with the band is it seems to be exactly what you like about the band, which is that they just sound way too much like Led Zeppelin. Um <laughs> And it's hard for me to embrace a band that sounds so much like a carbon copy of a band that already exists. Because um, when I want to listen to Led Zeppelin, I want to listen to Led Zeppelin. I don't want to listen to a new band that, you know, imitates the sound of Led Zeppelin. You know, I kind of had that opinion when I first heard them, because I think the first song was Highway Tune that I heard first. And I was like, OK, I, I like this song, but it definitely reminds me of someone. 
Um, but yeah, that is exactly why I love them. Now I don't feel I don't feel like they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. I do feel like there's some you know homage and respect, obviously, and they're definitely modeled after them. But I'm not entirely sure that they sound exactly like them. But that's what I was talking about. I mean, you either you really love them or you really hate them. Um, and I mean, I guess hate is a strong word. Either you're a fan or you're not. There's no really in between with Greta Van Fleet. But that's what sparked this whole conversation is their live show is phenomenal. Maybe that'll change your mind, Zach. Have you got to see them live? I haven't. Um, I would be curious to see them live. They're 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 very talented musicians. I think that's undeniable. Um, I would be curious to see them carve out a more distinct style of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think so much of their music sounds like it it was, you know, almost engineered in a lab to to appeal to classic rock fans. And I would I would like to see them do something new. I would be interested to hear that. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what the first band that you wrote about. In the best rock bands right now, spin article where you got to pin a couple of bands. So you went to Champaign, Illinois, to talk about a rock band called Hum. Hum is another band that has been around for a long time. They've been around since um, the early '90s, I believe. Um, they're they're from Illinois. They um, kind of combine shoegaze with a more aggressive hard rock texture, mm-hmm. um, and um, they were they were a very critically acclaimed band in the late '90s. They, they released a string of fantastic albums. Um, one of which is called You'd Prefer an Astronaut. Another one is Downward is Heavenward. Uh, really, really great, heavy, thick albums with like a really rich guitar texture. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Pearl Jam, this is another example of a band that um, had been away for a long time and they had kind of an unexpected comeback in 2020, which is when they released their first album in over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, which is it, The album's called Inlet and it's, it's really good. I, th- I think it really... I think fans were taken aback by how strong that album was from a band that everyone thought was, um, you know, done for good. So you mentioned earlier, you talked about Big Thief, who was from Brooklyn, New York. Now, this is a band that I'm a big fan of. I'm actually a little bit upset that I didn't include them on mine um, because I can't steal them now because I'd already made my list. So I can't steal them from your list. But I didn't think of Big Thief for some reason when I was making my list. But for the audience who's not a big fan or hasn't heard of Big Thief,
Um, go ahead and tell us about Big Thief. Sure. Um, I think Big Thief belongs at the top of any list of, of, of the best rock bands right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I find remarkable about Big Thief is that they've only been around for about six, maybe seven years at this point. Their first album came out in 2016. Um, their their most recent album just came out about a month ago. Um, and they've they've created a remarkable body of work in only six years. They've, they've made... Um, five albums in six years um they have really built up a reputation kind of kind of through grassroots touring through opening up for bigger bands um and from just like releasing a string of incredible albums um in, in a short time frame and they ha- they have a unique sound um their lead singer is an artist named adrian lenker who has this kind of kind of fragile very uh almost vulnerable sounding voice and she's just a remarkable songwriter remarkable lyricist um some of their songs are are very quiet mm-hmm. and folky um they definitely have a lot of like folk and, and country influence to their music but they also um they're able to really rock out and, and push themselves in a more abrasive noisy direction which is something i really appreciate um i think their best song is is not 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 um and and that's just a remarkable song that climaxes with this three minute noise guitar solo um and then their their new album just came out last month it's called Mm -hmm. dragon new warm mountain i believe in you which is kind of a mouthful of a title um (laughs) but it's it's a double album um it's kind of in the spirit of classic rock double albums Mm -hmm. you know something like exile on main street or london calling where you know a great band is just really pushing themselves to explore every genre and kind of um, explore every corner of their musical interests and, and combining that all onto one, one, one album or well, two records, one album, two records. Um, and I, I just, I think it's the best album of the year so far. Yeah, definitely got to agree. And I, that's where I was going to go to was the new album. And I'm glad you nailed the title for me. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad you handled that. Um, I, remember, I remember part of the title, but a couple of songs from that that I enjoyed. So what was your favorite songs from the new album? So I like Change. I couldn't decide between Change and Certainty. What was your favorite songs from the new album? Um, I really like the uh, Little Things was one of the early singles. Mm. Um, Little Things is, is a really great song. Um, that I think that song has a really unique rhythmic element to it where it's hard to figure out even what time signature they're playing in. Um, and then there's a song at, towards the end of the album called Love, 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 mm. which um, has this kind of heavy psychedelic feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, really great guitar solo on that track. That, that I think, would be my other favorite song from the record. Yeah, got to be real with you, Zach. I think I'm going to have to steal Big Thief off your list and add it to mine. I was really upset when I seen that they were on your list. They got to make mine uh, as well. They got to be on mine. Is that allowed? Is that allowed? Can I do that? I will allow it. Okay, good. All right, just checking. I'm glad you allow it. You make the rules. You're the guest. You make the rules. So I'm I'm stealing Big Thief off your list. So you went a little bit not not out. I mean, you went out of the country on this one. You went to Canada and talked about a a band called Pup. Yes, Pup is a punk band from Toronto, from Toronto, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been around for about ten years now. Mm-hmm. Um, their last album was called Morbid Stuff, and it came out in in 2019. Um, one of my favorite albums of 2019, just a fantastic punk album, mm. a lot of aggression, a lot of um, a lot of uh, self-loathing and anxiety kind of comes out in their lyrics. But they have hooks. They have really great hooks. Um, you know, they kind of do the whole like uh, gang vocal thing, thing where like all the members of the band scream the choruses. Um, and they, they have a lot of energy. They're a fantastic live act. And actually, their their new album is coming out later this month. Um, it's called, what is it called? It has a long title. It's called <laughs> The Unraveling of Pup of the Band is their new album. Okay. Um, and they, yeah, they, they just have a lot of aggression and a lot of, um, I think they're out, their music does a really good job of just capturing, you know, anxiety and, and self-loathing and self-doubt and discontent and just like channeling all of those emotions into really uh really intense and um 
in, like eviscerating punk music. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of theirs. Absolutely, yes, as I am as well. So the new lead single that they just released that I think should be on the new album, Matilda. Um, some of my personal favorite songs, if you wanted to highlight as well. But I love, uh, I think it was called Robot Writes a Love Song. I think that was the one. And uh, DVP was another one that I had to go back and listen to. So what were some? What are some of your favorites, personal favorite songs from Pup? Um, favorite songs from Pup. I really loved um, the the first song on their album, Morbid Stuff, which is called Morbid Stuff. Mm. Um, that 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 song is really excellent. Um, it 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 has a really memorable lyric where the singer is like talking about how he was thinking morbid thoughts, like wondering if anyone he's ever slept with is dead. Um, I don't know why that lyric just stuck in my head. Um, but I, I always noticed that lyric. It's just a memorable lyric. Um, yeah. The, the um, Another song I really like is See You at Your Funeral from the same album. Mm. Um, and the album before that was really good too. The Dream is Over. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first song on that record is called If This Tour Doesn't Kill You, I Will. And, and that song... <laughs> That song lives up to its title. Uh, One thing I like about Pup is that a lot of their songs are kind of just about the the misery of being in a band, Mm -hmm. like um, kind of in in the same way that a lot of filmmakers love to make movies about filmmaking. Pup is a band that loves to write songs about how miserable it is to be in a band, Um, and just like the endless drudgery and and frustration of touring and, and being on the road for months on end and and you know sleeping on people's couches and fighting with your bandmates so a lot of that frustration comes out in their lyrics um and it, it, it I, I get i get the sense that the band is like very much an outlet for the singer to um kind of like channel his his uh his angst with the mm-hmm. lifestyle and the career that he has chosen i'm glad you took it back to the dream is over because i think that i think the intro song you just talked about if the store doesn't kill you, I will. I think that leads into DVP on the album, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm looking at the track list right now. You're, you're absolutely right. It okay. Does. Um, yeah, I'm a big and, punk, big big punk fan myself too. So I'm glad you kind of reminded me of them too. As I kind of I kind of got away from a little bit of the punk era, but Pup definitely is one of the bands that's keeping it alive. And yeah, I, they're they're a great band. They're I mean they've kind of been embraced as part of a recent wave of of punk and emo bands but also a lot of their music reminds me of some of the pop punk bands of of the 90s you know stuff mm-hmm. that i grew up listening to um especially like blink 182 and newfound glory one of the, the last bands that you had on your list i wanted to go to x so they're from los angeles i believe los angeles california go ahead and tell us about the band x okay um x is not a new band at all x is a a formative punk band from the late seventies and early eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, their their first album is is actually titled Los Angeles. Um, came out in nineteen eighty, mm-hmm. um, and that that's a fantastic album. Just a really kind of intense, um, just really intense, emotionally charged punk album. Um, part you know part of the early wave of, of American punk, West Coast punk from the early eighties. Um, and th- this is another album that I think I think uh, my editor at Spin wanted to include them on the list because they were a band that had just released their first album in many many years. Mm-hmm. They were in the midst of a very unexpected comeback. Um, that album, what was it called? Alphabet Alphabet Land. Um, Alphabet Land was the name of their album that came out in 2020. Um, it was their first album in well over 20 years. Um, really it's, a, it's an album that really recaptures the sound of of, of their best work mm-hmm. um and it's one of those comeback albums that i think was just completely unexpected i don't I don't think anyone anticipated that they would be putting out another album you know now of all time so um so yeah i i i wrote about them on this list i wrote about their uh you know their, their long-awaited comeback and their ability to fuse punk with rockabilly with this kind of like sense of apocalyptic darkness in their music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think Los Angeles is one of the best punk albums ever made. That's, you know, one of my all time favorite albums. Yeah. See that what's funny is when I came across this on your list, 
um, I was like, okay, I know that's not a new band. I heard of the band before. And then I went, I was going through, you know, their music and discography on Wikipedia and I see the Los Angeles album and I'm like, okay, I haven't heard that one, but the one I've heard is more fun in the new world. That's the one that I heard. And I think, I think they released that a couple of years later in 82 or 83. Um, so, I mean, definitely not a new band, but still, um, it's, it's hard, you know, being a band from that long ago and still remaining relevant these days is really tough. And that's why I wanted to highlight them. And I'm glad that you and the editor at spin wanted to include them because this is a band, like you said, been out for, since 1980, which the kids today, like my kids make fun of me all the time for being, um, around in the nineties, let alone the eighties. So like, I could only imagine how kids feel about a band from this long ago. So I'm really glad you highlighted them. You had some good bands. I had to steal a couple off your list because there was a couple, yeah. like, I had to steal Big Thief, man. I had to go there. So um, I think I think the idea with the spin list was not only to include new bands, but also to celebrate old bands who were, you know, in the, in the midst of some kind of um, revival or comeback at, at the time that that list was published. And, and X was definitely a long dormant band that had... Um, you know, made a spectacular comeback that year, which, which was very mm-hmm. much unexpected. Speaking of spectacular comeback, what do you think about the Chili Peppers right now? Um, I am really excited that they're back together with John Frusciante. Mm-hmm. John Frusciante is just unquestionably one of the best guitarists of, of all time and, and, and certainly the, the best guitarist that the Red Hot Chili Peppers have ever had. Absolutely. Um, no disrespect to Hillel Slovak, um, who was also a brilliant guitar player. Um, so I'm excited that they're back together with John. I think um, it's great that the band is back together again. I did not like the first single. Okay. Um, the first single. Um, was it Black Summer? Was that the first one? Black Summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony Kiedis was singing in this like Irish brogue, which <laughs> I did not understand why he made that choice. Um, I wasn't into that song at all. Um, so I'm hoping I haven't heard the full album. I'm, I'm hoping that the rest of the album is better than that single would suggest. I'm hoping that John Frusciante, um, you know, gets the opportunity to take some really great solos and, and to do his backing vocals and to really, you know, I'm, I'm excited for his musical presence to be back in the band mm-hmm. because um, it's, it's been a long time since they've made an album with him. Yeah, I, I definitely co-sign that statement as well. Yeah, definitely. You bring you bring John back. Let him shine. Let him yeah, let him shine on this new him. album let him play some you know really long brilliant solos I'm with let, you. Him, let him you know let him let him do what he does let him i'm with you i'm with you 100 percent. poster child i did like that one though they released that one i think uh, a couple of weeks ago i did like poster child but I, i'm with you oh, on yeah. i'm um, with you on black summer yeah black summer was a bad song um <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Anthony Kiedis should probably stay away from the Irish accent <laughs> in his vocals. That's my opinion. Um, yeah, if Anthony, if you're listening right now, stay away from that from that yeah, accent for sure. That's another example of a band that's been um, laying low for a while and uh, mm-hmm. definitely overdue for a comeback. Absolutely. Zach Schoenfeld joining us here on the Music Wise podcast. So before I let you go, um, you got a book out. So I, I, um, I always like to highlight, you know, write fantastic writers like that. Not only are you, I know you contribute to, uh, contribute to Pitchfork and Vulture, amongst all kinds of other things. I know how the freelance world is, but you got a book out, and I definitely wanted to highlight that. So go ahead and tell the audience about your book and how to get it. Sure. Thank, thank you. Um, so I published my first book about a year and a half ago, and the book is part of the 33 and a third series. Um, which, if you're not familiar, uh, the 33rd and 3rd series is a series of books where every book in the series is about one classic album. Um, and so they're all, they're all pretty short. They're all pocket-sized books about individual albums. Um, and my book is about an album that is not super well-known but has been extremely influential behind the scenes. And the album is called Ghetto Misfortune's Wealth by a 70s funk band called 24 Karat Black. Um, and, and 24 Karat Black is a band who was signed to Stax Records in the early 70s. Um, and they released one incredibly ahead-of-its-time album. It's kind of a, mm. a funk soul concept album about poverty in the inner city. And the album was a commercial flop at the time of its release. But then later it became a cult classic among hip-hop heads. And, and it was the album was, the music was sampled by a number of prominent rap artists from Nas and Jay-Z, mm. Diggable Planet. Uh, more recently, th- their music was sampled by Kendrick Lamar on his album, Damn. 
Mm. Uh, they were sampled by Pusha T on his album Daytona. So this is this is a band whose influence has kind of blown beneath the radar, has received very little recognition and, and no compensation for all the samples of their music. But um, they created some brilliant music, and and their music is their their record is kind of revered and sought after by by crate diggers and and uh, hip hop heads and mm-hmm. and uh, record collectors. So it's it's an interesting story about a brilliant band that has never really gotten its due or recognition. So the, the book is called Ghetto Misfortunes Wealth. Um, the album that the book is about is also called Ghetto Misfortunes Wealth. And that book is part of the 33 and a third series. Oh man, you got me hooked. I'm, I'm over here writing down the title and writing down everything. Um, I'm a big reader as well. And um, I go okay. to the library. I go to the library a lot and per- get mu- music books. Um, so that I think that's my next one. So is it is it available on Amazon bookstores? Where where can people get it? Yeah, all all of the above. Um, you can search you can search it on Amazon. It's on um, it, it's on you know Amazon, eBay, okay. uh, Bookshop.org. Um, you can special order it from from your local local mom and pop bookshop. Yeah, it, it's or or you can order it straight from the Bloomsbury website. All right, and if you're listening right now, go ahead and scroll on down the description. I got a link already for you. Definitely purchase that book, especially if you like me and like digging deep into the crates, like you said. That's a good one. Ghetto Misfortune's Wealth. Be sure to check it out. Zach Schoenfeld joining us here on the Music Vice Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about the best rock bands and Red Hot Chili Peppers and about that fantastic book. A little bit of everything today, Zach. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Time travel with DC Hendrix on the Music Vibes podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify on your mobile device. Podcasts by Federated Media.